G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As Australia's population continues to grow and change, our cultural diversity means we are increasingly a multi-faith society. The religious landscape in Australia is changing and some of that change is being reflected in a difference or a changing approach to special religious education or religious instruction in our schools. Well, there's some new research out that suggests that SRE or religious instruction in our schools may actually be a key to student well-being, inclusion and enhancing our cultural diversity. So how should we be approaching the needs of special religious education, uh, whether this is for Christians or for other religions? Mark McCrindle is an award-winning social researcher. He's a best-selling author and influential thought leader, and there is new research on this. And Mark McCrindle joining us. Hello, Mark. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks a lot, Neil. Good to be with you. Mark, let's talk about, before we start the religious discussion here, where are the migrants who are coming to Australia, uh, giving us this big difference in cultural diversity, where are they all coming from? Well, firstly, two-thirds of our population growth at the moment is coming through net migration rather than natural increase, which is the births minus the deaths. So we really are growing through our cultural diversity. And the number one country of birth of those that have arrived into Australia in the last year is India. Uh, a close second is China, and then you've got Nepal uh, on third on the list. Philippines number five, and Malaysia. Uh, Philippines number four, and Malaysia number five. And what's what's interesting about the top five current source countries of migrants to Australia is that each of those countries has a different dominant religion, from Hinduism in India to folk religions uh, in China, um, uh, Roman Catholicism in the Philippines, Islam in in Malaysia, and of course uh, the dominant religion from the centres in Australia, uh, 52% say Christianity. So we are very culturally diverse and along with that increasingly religiously diverse. Well, we'd know from the last census that showed that our Christian affiliation was changing and even diminishing. Is that largely because of this changing in our migration patterns, uh, or is it more to do with the fact that some people are becoming more secularised and distancing themselves from the idea of Christianity, or even, therefore, other religions as well? What were your thoughts from those things that came out of the last census and how they look today? Well, certainly the proportion of people saying no religion has increased uh, from 22% five years ago to 30% currently. And that does lead some people to say, oh, we're becomingly, uh, becoming increasingly secular. But, but actually, it's that a lot of people that used to say Christianity, and that was 61% previous time, and now it's 52%, as I said, there's a lot of drift, a lot of fade there. It's not that they're saying that they are non-religious. Uh, in fact, a good proportion, 14% of our population, we have surveyed to be spiritual 
but not religious. They, they say, look, I'm not identifying with any particular Christian denomination anymore, but it's not that I, I don't believe in anything and I've still got a faith or a spiritual uh, belief or something that I'm searching out. So this discussion that Australia is increasingly atheistic or, or anti-religion or indeed secular is, is not the case. And as I said, from our migration patterns, there's increasing religious adherence with uh, arrivals coming from overseas. Of course, our children's values are being shaped in the classroom at school often, apart from the family, which obviously is the most powerful influence. But how have other religions other than Christianity affected the look of this image that's happening in Australia and in our schools of a, of a multicultural environment? How are your thoughts around those changes that have affected the look of the classroom? Well, that has actually strengthened the case for SRI, religious instruction. You know, those um, of us as Christians have, have noticed that there's been a lot of pushback to, to SRE of, of recent years. A lot of um, educators, uh, a lot of um, lobbyists are, are pushing back on that and saying, look, there's not really a case in the 21st century for children to, to sit in, in a class and have someone from their particular faith or denomination talk to them about their faith. Schools, we're told, should be secular environments. But actually, this, this strong migration that we've had and the, the, the commitment uh, that Australians have to multiculturalism and with that to people exploring their own faith backgrounds has given a lot of support and, and re-energised the discussion around special religious instruction this particular research we analysed and, and then visualised to make it a bit more understandable for Australians was by two academics, Zagavit Gross and Suzanne Rutland. And they are, um, they're not Christians by any means, but they're, they're academic researchers. And they looked at how in a multicultural society, special religious instruction can help those children understand something of their own background, their belonging, their community, and they make the point in this study that it actually helps with their mental well-being. It gives them a sense of greater purpose. And without, you know, if we make the upbringing of children a very secular one, if we brush the issues of faith out of their life, it can, can create, uh, there's this term, soul sickness, where everything is physical. And as for the soul, as for the faith elements of life, they get brushed out and that, of course, makes it very difficult for children to cope and let alone to connect with their own family upbringing and the values that they hear at home. So, so multiculturalism, or our cultural diversity, this study showed, is enhanced by having children have the opportunity, not just for general religious education where they learn about different faiths and different religions, which is part of the curriculum anyway, but this special religious instruction where they do get together with people from their own faith and, and have discussions around it. I imagine that those opponents of special religious education, and usually they're targeting Christians, uh, they are arguing for this idea of a general religious education, that all students learn a little bit about this and a little bit about that. Uh, what you seem to be indicating with this latest research is that perhaps both of those are important, but don't neglect this idea of special religious education uh, that is actually helping children to understand their own spiritual roots. 
That's exactly right. And, and certainly learning objectively in a curriculum area from a teacher about the different religions, about the place of religion in society, you know, that's important and, 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 uh, and is always a part of the curriculum. But, but, yeah, this opportunity in a school environment for people to gather, for the children to gather and hear from uh, someone with the parents' opt-in permission uh, about their faith is important. Having the freedom for children to gather and to to pray, if 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 that's um, something that the students want to organise, or to express their their faith through you know Bible studies or whatever might be the particular approach that they bring, it is important. That's what this research is saying because it helps them not only understand their own values, that of their family, that of uh, of their peers, uh, but also, and, and for that matter, their own belonging to explore that, but to explore it in a way where someone who, from their own faith, is informed and can guide that. Um, you know, we wouldn't want um, schools to be hotbeds of religious fervor uh, where, you know, unknown people, unchecked, are coming in and, uh, and, and saying who knows what about, you know, various religions to the children. But, but, because it's within a school system, it's the perfect environment for the children uh, to, to learn from someone of their faith in a, in a moderated and in a uh, checked way uh, about those issues of faith. And, and I think uh, for our future, at least this study is highlighting that, it's an important uh, thing to continue, as it always has been, a part of the, the, the uh, public school system. Something a little political here, Mark, and uh, just glean your thoughts here, because as far as I'm aware, it's just one state, the state of Victoria, that's taken special religious instruction out of the classroom and put it either in the lunch hour or after school, and the numbers of participants have have diminished uh, dynamically there. This research, would this show that special religious education or religious instruction has a really important role to play for social cohesion when it is a part of the classroom curriculum. That's correct. Allowing that, again, with parental permission, because the parents have to be in charge of their children's education, with the school, of course, supporting that. The parents have to maintain and instruct the children in their values, and again, the, the, the schools ought back up those parents. But, but with the parental permission, the children, this study shows, should be allowed to have a limited time uh, in a week or a fortnight where they do gather to discuss those issues of faith key to them because that does help them, uh, as they say, be more empowered. It helps them uh, better engage with the social structure of the school, particularly those that uh, maybe aren't as in, uh, a bit newer to Australia or don't have the same social framework or networks within Australia, it does help them deal with some of the prejudice, uh, feel a bit uh, empowered amongst peers, and also integrate what they're hearing about the broader Australian life um, with elements of their own faith, again, in, a, uh, in an environment where you've got an informed adult guiding those discussions. So that's what the research shows. And, and, and if we think that um, schools should be totally secular places, I think we misunderstand the human nature, the human design, the psyche, uh, and also the importance of faith in our social relationships. 
So religious differences much harder to identify than if you're, say, looking at a group by the clothing that they're wearing that identifies their culture or even their skin colour. Uh, but these idea of uh, religious difference, uh, religious diversity, and if you are looking to instill social cohesion into a school or into a broader community context, you've got to really uh, focus a little bit on this because, as you say, uh, taking you back to some comments you made early in the conversation about the idea that kids can be disconnected or dangling if they're just physical beings and they're not spiritual at all. You've got to be able to create an environment where all of these elements of the life of a child are being nurtured and developed at the same time so that you can develop that community and social cohesion. That's exactly right. And, and you know, schools, like any social connection point, should be places where people uh, ought to be free to share respectfully and politely their own faith journey, their own faith perspectives with others and allow for that dialogue. I mean, it's important that those ideas can be shared and if there's disagreement, uh, that that people can share their own perspectives on that uh, without any sense of proselytizing, which is the use of force or coercion or fear to get someone to change their faith position. It's, it's not about that, but it is about having the freedom to have discussions on faith, to politely share perspectives on faith and to allow that to be something of the social environment as it is in the broader society. And if we can equip the children, guide them and give them those, those opportunities and spaces to do so in school, it will really equip them with that maturity and that social cohesion to be able to do that as adults um, throughout their life. Well, with religious freedom front and centre of the agenda right now, such an important discussion to have. And I'll point people to the mccrindle.com.au website. Mark, is there a link on the website where listeners can get a hold of some more details about special religious education, or is it, uh, or is it something more specialised? No, it, it's up there on that site. So they'll be able to find this, uh, this academic study uh, that was conducted on special religious education. Again, not from any particular uh, religious background, actually, just purely looking by these psychologists at the psychological benefits of uh, religious instruction and education. So they can find that there and, um, and have a look at what the academics say. Well, Mark, you do important research. Mark McCrindle, an important and award-winning social researcher, mccrindle.com.au to find that link for special religious education and the latest research about Australian schools. Mark, thanks for joining us once again today on 2020. You're very welcome. Thanks a lot, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.